Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of what was formerly the Eddie and Caleb Hero Cast. It's now Eddie and his amazing friends, and we are making history with today's particular episode. <laughs> Not only is it the first uh, female guest host, <laughs> or first, I should say, female host on the podcast, it is mm -hmm. uh, not just an amazing friend, an amazing girlfriend episode. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm joined, of course, by Maurice Perez, the lover of myself. How are you? Hi, hi, hi. Good evening, everyone, or good morning, wherever you are in the world. So it's an honor and it's my pleasure to be the very first host, female host, for this show. Mm -hmm. Really excited and nervous at the same time. It's my first time to do something like this. <laughs> thank well, you. Thank you for inviting me, Eddie. Well, I, I've, I felt like Incredibles... It's kind of a movie right up your alley. I feel like that, uh, you know, not like a um, couple weeks is Venom. I don't feel like you'd be uh, a big Venom fan. So no. I feel like Incredibles, you know, Pixar, that is, you know, that would be more your to your liking. So uh, It me... is. You're right. You're right with that. This is an interesting movie for me. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do the plugs first. So you can follow the Twitter at EC underscore hero or Instagram at EC hero cast. Uh, or you can follow myself at Eddie C 85 on Twitter. That's Eddie with a Y. And um, let's see. Let's jump into the time capsule here. So... Mm -hmm. Number one song at the time is Psycho by Post Malone. That was uh, okay, I guess. Have I you... don't know that song, to be honest. Or oh. maybe I'm just not very familiar with it. Yeah, I, I had to refresh my memory. I think I've heard it once, but uh, eh, it was fine. I'm not big on Post Malone. Mm -hmm. uh, a segment that I'm sure will be completely over your head uh, that I'm Carrying on the legacy for Caleb, who has been blipped. Sad. But uh, <laughs> WWE champion AJ Styles. Universal was Brock Lesnar. NXT was Aleister Black. Raw Women's champion was Alexa Bliss. SmackDown was Carmella. NXT was Sonya Baszler. Not Blazer. And IWGP was, of course, Okada. None of that meant anything to you, I'm sure. No. No. <laughs> No, not at all. But just go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, and had you seen history with the movie now? Had you seen this movie prior to today? No, just probably just clips. I've seen the first one, but not this um, as a whole, right? But the second one, this one, this episode, no. I had seen it in the theater, and. Um, yeah, just seen it the one time, and of course saw Incredibles, and I was curious, because uh, you asked me if there's an Incredibles 3, and there is going to be next mm. year, so that was Yay, that. I'm excited! Well, the uh, we don't have to wait as long, because Incredibles, the first one, came out, um, oh jeez, I oh. just had it up, it was... Um, it felt like ages ago, like probably more than a decade. It was. It was 2000 and I don't remember, but I just looked it up. Let me look it up again. Okay. So, okay. yeah, it came out in 2004. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I so... was in college back then. Hmm. Well, that's a great segue. This came out in June of 2018. What were you doing around that time? Mm, I was moving from one company to another. Or I just resigned, I think. Oh, well, that's fun. 
It is. Exciting times. So I was... What was I doing? Ah. This is quite a story. Uh, and it's funny because I'll be doing this next... Well, recording is April 30th is the recording date. Uh, so as of... in It's about 10.45 my time. So mm-hmm. in an hour and 15 minutes it will be May. And... Uh, so technically, uh, by the time you hear this, this month, I will be doing a very similar trip to what I did in June of 2018, which was uh, I went to a fraud, well, had to... Fraud convention? It was a fraud convention in Las Vegas, but... Oh, cool. I had to check off another baseball park since I was still on my way to 30. I had to hit up Phoenix, did their baseball park. A uh, bit let down, to say the least. Um, uh, just is like a big, a big warehouse. Why was it the letdown? Oh, it's just like a. I mean, look, I like ballparks where you can draw on the inspiration of the city. And with Phoenix, you have the desert, you have Native American culture, you have cactuses and mountains and bull skulls and scorpions mm. and snakes and all that. Mm. And it's just like. A big nothing. They have a swimming pool in the outfield, which is like, eh, whatever. I guess that's fine. But oh, there's nothing much to do there apart from watch sports. Is that what you mean? Or yeah. watch a game? Okay. Pretty much, yeah. I no mean, museum. No, no museum. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It was um, it just didn't have a flair for the city. You know, it just it was uh, yeah. it's just very bland. Well. It's probably not designed to be a tourist spot. They didn't design it that way. Probably it's just really for watching games, I guess. Well, they should have. Which is, <laughs> uh, which brings me. So yeah, I mentioned it was Las Vegas, but shout out to them. They're getting a team. Poor Oakland losing all their teams, but um, now that should be an interesting ballpark. But um, I did the conference, and then I visited some family in the Bay Area of California. After that. And for the first time and only time in my life, I got a bump to first class on my. I think it's. They, I think they changed it to uh, executive class, or maybe it's a or business class. I don't know. I think first class was too elitist mm-hmm. sounding, maybe. But anyway, I call it first class. That's how I grew up with it. So mm-hmm. I went looking for my seat, and I asked the flight attendant. I was like, "What row is this?" Because it was a different. Mm-hmm row for some reason and she's like oh you're up here in first class i was like oh okay and uh it was only an hour flight but there was like a water bottle already waiting for me the seats were bigger and leg room it was pretty cool i can see why people do it although for an hour i would not have paid uh for that but uh Mm -hmm. you know it was a free upgrade now if i'm flying long distance to asia again that might be something i'd consider (laughs) Yeah, for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. that was what I was doing in June of 2018. Oh, I remember now what I was doing that time. Um, I think that's my first time to get to step on quote unquote American soil. Guess why? An embassy. Yes, I applied for my U.S. visa <laughs> here oh. in the Philippines. So. Yeah, so um, that's why I, I recall now why. Because I remember before resigning, I made sure that I apply for a U.S. visa, capitalize on my tenure in my previous company, so I get approved easier. So yeah, so it's my first time technically code and code in the U.S. during the time, well, American soil, not necessarily in mainland U.S. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, just imagine, and look what that happened to your, <laughs> the chain reaction that that set off, mm-hmm. and now here we are today talking about that, and if it wasn't for that visa, we never would have met. I agree. It took me four years, a, 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 pan, a, a pandemic, and, and four years to get to the U.S., this time in mainland, right, mm-hmm. and get to see you. Yeah, I've I know. It's just, just waiting, waiting all that time. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for waiting for me. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I didn't know I was waiting on you, but... Uh... <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, that's what I was up to. That's what you were up to. And now we'll get into the facts and figures of this movie. Mm-hmm. This is when I decided to look up if it... Uh... If it may, if there's going to be an Incredibles three, because when I saw this, I was very surprised. I did not know it did this well, and I can't believe it's taken this. I mean, I get it. CGI movies take a while, but even mm-hmm. then, it's like it came out what five years ago. You would have thought they'd, but yeah, you mentioned the pandemic. Maybe that slowed things up. But anyway, budget two hundred million, box office one point two four three billion dollars. Oh, wow, they really earned a lot. Mm-hmm. That puts it at $1.043 billion on our list, $1.254 mm-hmm. with inflation. And it is number five, cracking the top five. Man, Incredibles. I had no idea. I mean, I knew it did well, but, uh, man, it really did well. The first one only got $541 million. This one more than doubled it. Or it didn't more than double it, but it doubled it about. So that's impressive. Um, yeah, it is. But I get it why. I, I get it why. Uh, you know, it's such a bo- box office hit. I mean, it transcends all uh, generations: young mm-hmm. ones, adults, teenagers, mm-hmm. whatever whatever age you are. You you would really appreciate the movie. You can relate to it. Yeah, like I said, it's number five on our list. Right below Black Panther, which is sitting at four, and right above mm-hmm. Iron Man three, so it's in the billion dollar club, mm-hmm. just like Mario. It's just um, once you're I in the... know you seen Mario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love some Mario, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, Disney could use another billion dollar movie with uh, their Pixar stuff, Lightyear and Strange World, not. I like Strange World. Lightyear I didn't like as much, but... Uh, I haven't seen both. <laughs> neither uh, neither did too well at the box office. I think they both were money losers. In fact, I know they were both money losers. Um, Aw. I didn't know Lightyear was already released. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, did This year or last year? Uh, it was last year. It was just very bland. Like, it wasn't bad. It was just... It just felt mm-hmm. like they threw it together without much thought. Oh, um, okay. Well, then, anyway, uh, that's for another episode of editing. Or or reveal, rather. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Strange World I liked, but uh, not many people had even heard of it, so... No, I haven't heard of it. Not a lot of people did. It wasn't marketed well. I don't know why, but whatever. Anyway, we never really dwell too much on the voice cast, but uh, we can talk a little bit about it. I can't believe it's... I. Let me double check. I feel like he's shown up on this podcast before, but I can't remember. In fact, I don't think he has. Let me do a double check. Great radio. No, this is his first appearance on the podcast. And as of now, the only one, and I can't believe it because it feels like he would have been there by now, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk as Winston Dever. He was Bob Odenkirk. He was the the superhero fan, the super fan. Yeah, Uh, yeah, the the brother. Yes. Yes, Evelyn's brother. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I... um, like I said, I was surprised, and uh, they set him up like you think he's going to be the villain. So mm-hmm. I I appreciated that that and they did the switch, and it wasn't really him, but mm-hmm. that was good. Um, I agree. Like I said, don't ever dwell too much on the voice cast because it's not much to say. Like yes, they sounded good, but uh, Bob Odenkirk does sound like a businessman, I guess. If that's <laughs> I'm trying to, I feel like, also, so, Evelyn Dever, mm-hmm. 
uh, also Screenslaver, was played by Catherine Keener. And I'm trying to remember what else I've seen her in, because her face looks so familiar. Oh, oh, what's that um, Vanellope movie? Do you know that? No. Vanellope? <laughs> yeah, really? I have no I idea. I can't believe. Let me... No, that's not... Um... Uh, wait, I'm searching it now. Oh, I know what I've seen her in. She was in an episode of Seinfeld. Man, who was she? Nina West. Who in the world was Nina West? Was that the, um... Let me think. I believe... Yeah, that was the artist who uh, plagiarized the poem. Okay, that's where I've seen her before. Man. Oh, oh, I know now what I'm talking about. Wreck-It Ralph. Where was, Vanel Where was Vanellope from that? Was that no, one the, the, the main character is Vanellope, but the name of the movie is Wreck-It Ralph. So, oh. you said, right, Screen Slaver, she reminded me of one of the characters there. I liked Wreck-It uh, Ralph, but I don't remember any of the characters too much other than Vanilla, uh, Wreck-It Ralph and... Uh, um okay well Sarah um Sarah Silverman that's it Is it That was the voice of the strawberry racer or whatever she was the cupcake racer Oh okay Okay uh, of course Well I'll look I'll look up at the characters and get back to you later Of course we have Samuel Jackson who is I'm pretty sure in every episode of uh, of the Hero Cast that we're going to do from now on, that sounds about right. Um, let's see, um, Sarah Val as Violet, she's good, I guess. You know, Holly Hunter as Helen Parr, Elastigirl, and of course, Coach Craig T. Nelson as Mister Incredible. It's funny, he still sounds like a young guy, even though he's, uh... Oh, gosh, how old is he? He is, um, 79. Goodness. Old enough to be president. But, yeah, 79, and he still sounds like a young man. Uh, at least with the magic of voice editing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, not a whole... Like I said, I don't... We never dwell too much on the, um... The voice casts... Unless there's someone really, really stands out, or there's some sort of, um, I don't know, a, um, what do you call that? Like a cameo, like when a major celebrity does a small role or something. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, who was it? Conan O'Brien was in, like, uh, I think he played Scarecrow in Lego Movie, Batman Lego Movie, so something like that, but... Nothing much, but uh, I guess we can dive into the plot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you recall, the last movie ended with uh, the Underminer, who's like a mole person. He uh, he was attacking the city, and mm. we, uh, we open with that, and it's Tony, who was uh, Violet's crush. He's being interviewed about the Underminer. And Tony sees, he tells the guy that's interviewing her uh, about, which is um, Rick Dicker, uh, tells him about, he's like, yeah, I saw that, uh, you know, I saw that uh, Violet was a superhero, and, you know, oh, by the way, Jonathan Banks is Rick Dicker, you know, we got two Breaking Bad people in here, so that's always good. Uh, but yeah, he's like Jonathan or uh, Rick Dicker. He uh, erases his memory of ever meeting Violet, so that's how the movie starts. And uh, the Mister Incredible then fights with uh, Underminer, manages to stop him, and his big drill machine. So that's good. Uh, but afterwards, please question the Incredibles because superheroes are illegal now. And they're like, you, did you catch Underminer? And they said, no. He's like, did you stop his drill from destroying anything? And they said, no. 
It's like, well, you know, the banks are uh, insured, so literally if you did nothing, we would have been better off. And he's like, oh, whoops, sorry. So afterwards, Frozone is asked about changing the law by some mysterious person, since they made superheroes illegal. And mm-hmm. he's interested. So mm-hmm. Frozone visits the Incredibles, tells him about this guy, Winston Dever. And they all pay him a visit in their old costumes because he's nostalgic for that sort of thing. And Winston is a big superhero fan. It's because his dad was. Uh, Winston had a um, like a home security system where he could push a button and superheroes would come to his house if he was in trouble because he was really rich. Well, that happened. But when superheroes were made mm-hmm. illegal, when someone broke into his house, he pushed the button, superheroes didn't come. And uh, his uh, parents were killed because of that. So he is very anti-illegal superhero law. And uh, his sister, Evelyn's also there. She's like the inventor of the company, whereas Winston is the seller. She invents, he sells. And Winston says, we need to change people's perception of superheroes. They see destruction and the heroes, and they associate you with destruction. So we don't want that. And we want to install these little cameras on your suits so you people can see the whole story, you know, not just uh, not just the aftermath. So body cams—that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, Winston says, uh, "We want to make superheroes legal again," which I wrote "Emsla" instead of "Maga," because you know, mm-hmm. make something blank again, Masla. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Winston wants to kick off the campaign with just Elastigirl, though. Nobody else. You know. Women's power, I guess, was the idea behind that. So, Elastigirl accepts, and Devers hooks her up with a huge mission. Gets the uh, Elastigirl bike, which she has for a scene. And, um,. He goes to look for crime. Well, meanwhile, Mr. Incredible stays home with the kids. He's kind of in the, the Mr. Mom role, I guess, as you call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she manages to stop a train, a runaway train. That's fun. And it was actually a pretty fun scene. I like the way they did a lot of the animation with that, especially with the motorcycle and her stretching. But uh, she's the driver, and he's in some sort of trance when uh, the train stops. And when she wakes him up, there's a message on the screen welcoming Elastigirl back. Signed, the screen slaver. Oh. Do you ever look at your screen to see how much time you spend looking at it every day? Well, yeah, I do. I actually have my phone reminder. I'm limiting my screen time, so... Yeah, I do. I don't... I don't know if... Uh... Samsung has that ability. I don't know if I want to know if it does. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I've just never really looked for it, but I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I know. It's probably also, way more than to... I thought. Yeah, not only that, how many screens do you look at? So you got to put reminders in your TV, yeah. the laptop, and the phone. For me, it's phone time. Well, I have two computer screens at work. I have my laptop at home, which I do homework on, and I log on to after work to chat with friends or you or tweet. And uh, and then I have my TV, which I watch. Way too many screens. Mm, That's okay. (laughs) I know. Mm -hmm. Well, meanwhile, uh, Violet's upset Tony didn't call her. Mr. Incredible can't really help with that. And uh, also Jack-Jack has a fight with a raccoon. And he seems to have multiple superpowers, like multiplying laser eyes, psychic. He can pass through objects. Uh, He can turn into a demon baby. Mm -hmm. He can turn on fire. A lot of things. Clones. Yeah, the clone, multiply himself. Yeah, he's he's kind of unfair with all the powers he has. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, 
So, uh, yeah, Elastigirl calls uh, Mr. Incredible. She tells him how great her day was, but he doesn't let her know how hard he was working and just made it seem like everything was good at home and running smoothly. And But uh, Mr. Incredible learns, uh, he also learns Common Core math to teach to Dash. So he didn't understand Common Core math. Remember, that was like a big thing where it's like, what is it? Nobody understood how to do Common Core math, but I think I do, but I don't know. Well, I guess you ha- we all have to to pass grade school, right? In high school. Well, I didn't have to. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like Common Core. I had core... to. I had no choice. <laughs> you had to. You took Common Core math. Yeah. Oh man. Really? I'm already yeah, I'm I'm already learning um integrals in bef- in high school. So I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that's okay. You don't need it now, so that's fine. Man, common core math is fairly new here in the US, so Oh wow. Maybe that's why Asians are much better at math than us. I don't know. <laughs> They started. Well, maybe, but maybe you guys were onto something. Who knows? Yeah, well, we're crazy. We tend to do things extra, extra. <laughs> Very competitive culture. That it, that's it. We, um, not as much. I mean, in sports, college sports, college education, not as much. But, um. So, yeah, but he does learn it, and he teaches Dash, and then the next day at school, Tony doesn't even know who Violet is. Mm-hmm. So, on a uh, TV interview, Screenslaver strikes again. She, uh, oops, sorry, he or she, we don't know, uh, hijacks a screen and hypnotizes whoever sees it. That's the, the gimmick there. And then mm-hmm. they, she get he or she gets them to do whatever they want. Which includes uh, saving this ambassador from a helicopter attack because uh, they were hypnotized. And later on, uh, Violet uh, discovers that Dicker had erased Tony's memories. So that is why. And mm-hmm. back at Devers, Elastigirl meets these other heroes like the Void and Crusher and. Uh, oh, who is it? Reflux. Just. I don't know. They're just, I'm just going to call them the other heroes. The only one that really mattered was Void, but uh, even then, not a whole lot. So, meets them. Other heroes are super impressed with the Elastigirl, and they love her because she helped them come out of helped them come out of her shell or their shells and have hero pride, I suppose. And. Uh, during this conversation, Ev- uh, with Evelyn, rather, Elastigirl has an idea how to get Screenslaver. So during, she does another TV interview, with uh, El- uh, Elastigirl does, and Screenslaver interrupts, which she anticipated, and then tracks the signals to some random apartment. And she finds Screenslaver, the two fight, and... She wins, but uh, he appears to be just another slave. He didn't understand what he was doing there with this weird mask on and everything. So, But Elastigirl didn't quite pick up on that at first. Mm. And uh, so back at home, Mr. Incredible not doing so well with Violet, Tony, and the Jack-Jack, the new powers. It's not going well. So he lets your favorite character, Edna, babysit Jack for a while. And she, um, he gets to sleep for 17 straight hours, which sounds pretty great. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Yeah. And he has a talk with Violet. He's apologizing about Tony. Back with Elastigirl, she realized Screenslaver wasn't who they caught and that one of his monitors was plugged into her cam suit because she was watching it back and notice one of the monitors in the background was looking at what she was looking at. It's like, how could that be? And mm-hmm. she's talking to Evelyn about this. And then Evelyn just slaps on some goggles and reveals that she is in fact the screen slaver. 
Did you see that big twist coming? <laughs> no, I didn't. Actually, when we were talking, you you gave me a hint, right? But I didn't get it. I had remembered it was her because I, I couldn't remember exactly, but I was quite sure it was not Bob Odenkirk. He would never play a villain. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was... I, I remembered it was not her. Or it was her, I think. And I was... Ended up being her. So, I was right. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Mr. Incredible picks up Jack-Jack from Edna. And Edna has claimed him... Or calmed him down a bit. Got this new suit and kind of... What did you say... Taught him not manners, but um, I don't know what would you say she did. She just kind of experimented on him, I guess. With <laughs> the, the cookie, maybe, and, yeah. Figuring out yeah. How, why it does his powers. How and, to tame, you know, how to tame the kid. Yes, how to tame old Jack Jack. Mm-hmm. So is it Edna or Jack Jack your favorite character? It's absolutely Edna Mode. Okay. Even with the first movie, she's my favorite. I hope she's in the third one, then. Well, she should be. It would be a disappointment if she's not. I mean, she's one of the iconic characters there. Yeah. People associate uh, Incredibles with Edna. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, back with Evelyn, she has Elastigirl tied up in this freezing room and says, well, if you stretch, you'll break apart. She tells Elastigirl her parents died because, you know, my dad stupidly called for heroes and they weren't going to help. And so she's going to use Elastigirl to make superheroes illegal forever. And back at the house, uh, Evelyn tells Mr. Incredible that Elastigirl's in trouble. So... Mr. Incredible calls Frozone to come watch the kids, and he does, but then the other heroes from before, they also come by, but they're all wearing these hypno-goggles, and we have this battle, Frozone gets also, also gets goggles put on him, but uh, Mr. Incredible arrives with Elastigirl, she puts goggles on him, back mm-hmm. at the house, Dash, Violet, and Jack-Jack escape in Mr. Incredible's car. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, um, I didn't mention the car from earlier, but yes, it was, uh, they had, um, what you call it, is auctioning off Mr. Incredible's old automobile. Yeah. And, uh, he wasn't too happy about that, but anyway, they used the remote control to bring it back and escape. Mm-hmm. So, um. Incredibles, uh, well, rather Evelyn, not Evelyn, uh, Elastigirl, two E's, too many E's, Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible and Frozone are all put on this big boat that Winston has, because they're going to do some big, um, they have all these ambassadors on there, and they're going to sign something to make superheroes uh, legal, make make superheroes legal, Misla, M-S-L-A, these Missile extremists are trying to... whatever. Uh, so back at... Uh, uh, yeah, they got the big boat party. I don't know why I said back at... Uh, now, at this party, Devers has Mr. Incredible Elastigirl and Frozone show up. They're all with their goggles on. And during the event, after they sign this, they say that, you know what, we're the superior humans... We're going to exterminate all the non-heroes, blah, 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 something Homelander would say, kind of. And the heroes, uh, they run rampant on the boat when uh, Violet Dash and Jack-Jack come in. And Jack-Jack uses his psychic powers to pull the glasses off of his mom. And she gets the glasses off Mr. Incredible and Frozone, so the heroes are all back. And the, uh, the other heroes come in. They're still wearing their goggles. They fight the Incredibles, but they all lose. They get their glasses taken off. Evelyn leaves from a plane attached to the ship. Winston jumps off because he was unaware of any of this. And Evelyn leaves, or I just said that. 
And then uh, Elastigirl gets on the plane with the help from Void elsewhere. Frozone and Mr. Incredible try to disable the boat because it's full speed ahead towards whatever city this is. I forget. I think they named it, but it's basically New York. So mm-hmm. it's heading towards, you know, the big city. It's going to crash, but they're trying to uh, steer it away by uh, destroying the rudders underneath, the right rudders. Um, up in the plane, Elastigirl knocks Evelyn out of the plane, but she turns into a parachute, uh, catches her. They manage to stop the ship with no property damage thanks to I felt like Frozone was just building up a bunch of snow instead of ice, so all the snow mm-hmm. was padding for the boat. And honestly, it's ice. Wouldn't it, you know, become faster for the boat to, you know, move forward because it's slippery? I don't know. That's Could how be. it. Uh, that's how it looked to me. It should have been boulders or like icebergs that he's been creating, but he wasn't. Don't you think? When has an iceberg ever crashed a boat? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The Titanic's. Well, it's yeah. clearly the Titanic was stopped by an iceberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they could have done that. Mm-hmm. But no property damage, so that was good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you to see snow for the first time. That'll be fun. <laughs> That's true. I'm very excited, too. Um, oh, oh. Before we finish the the summary, I remember now who um, the screen slayer or screen slayer screen slaver um, looks like. Who? The character in Mega Mind, Tina Fey, Tina Fey's character, the reporter, oh, Roxanne Ritchie. She does. We, we right. Did, we did do Mega Mind. Yeah, they have the short hair. Yeah, the reporter, the main female character. She, she, uh, what do you call this? The the screen slayer, uh, slaver re- reminded me of Roxanne Ricci. That's it. Is it also a Pixar movie? I don't think it was. Hmm. Uh, we, oh, okay. We did review it though, but I enjoyed okay. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mega Mind. I don't believe was Pixar. Watch it be Pixar when I look it up. No, it was um, DreamWorks. Oh, okay. But yeah. they look really very similar, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> okay. I'm sure Disney will buy DreamWorks at some point, so. Oh, well, I hope not. <laughs> I That's hope not, not. going to be fun anymore, right? No, I don't. I hope not, too. But they buy everything, yeah. it seems. Well... I hope they get tired of buying competitors. <laughs> well, they that will I, be boring. Hey, look, I'm glad that uh, Mario made a billion dollars, and that way, you know, maybe Disney can up their uh, animation, you know, quality. Like I said, I liked uh, mm-hmm. Strange World, but I mean, it wasn't great. It, it was like a it was like a seven out of ten, and Lightyear was meh, but. Um, yeah, Mario, I mean, while it, I mean, it was short on plot, but it was super fun. That's all I wanted. Okay. Um, well. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I forgot? Before I forget, the Rotten Tomatoes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Did I write that down? Maybe that's... No, I did. Critics were 93% and fans 84%, so very good. Um, of the Incredibles too. Yep. Got it in there. Almost oh. forgot. Almost forgot. Can't forget. Always have to keep. So yeah, very high marks from the fans and critics. Unlike mm-hmm. Mario, which only got high marks from the fans. But who the hell cares? They made a billion dollars. That's true. So well, so did uh, Incredibles too. But so yeah, um, like I said, no property damage. The boat is stopped. Evelyn's arrested. The city restores the legality of superheroes, and Violet and Tony have a date. They're on the way to the movie theater where the parents are going to chaperone, but they drop Tony off at the movies to go stop a high-speed chase, and Violet's like, I'll be back before the previews are over, and it's like, do, you, do they really need Violet for this one? It was just some bank robbers. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> she, she should have stayed for the date, you know. It's just invisible. I mean, do you need an invisible girl to stop bank robbers? I mean, <laughs> well, seems like no, seems I mean, like Elastigirl did her. She has another. She has another power. Remember the electromagnetic thing? She can control that. Yeah, the force field is true. That's the force true. field, right? So that's also important. But yeah, if they, it's just a bunch of rubbers, I, uh, rubbers, I don't think you need that kind of power. That's an overkill. So she should have just stayed for the date. I yeah. agree with you in that. Yeah. Well, you're right about the force. I forgot about the force field. They they were mm. firing guns, so maybe they could mm. use that. Mm. But I don't know. Elastigirl seemed to handle her handle her own on her solo missions just fine, but. All right, um, but yeah, that's the end. No end credit scene, but there will be a sequel, a threequel, mm. I guess. Uh, what did I read? Was it summer of next year? I think we might already be done with the uh, the podcast by then. The, we'll have run out. Yep, June of 2024. So. Oh, I, wow. I think we uh, are set to run out of material... Uh, we might make it till June. We might make it till June. Mm-hmm. What the hell? We'll do Incredibles 3. Uh, Alright, so that is The Incredibles 2. Mm-hmm. What are we grading it out of 10? 1 through 10. Well, I really like it. Maybe a 9 for me. A 9? Yeah, a nine for me. Come nine out, out of ten. Coming out the gate hard. Um, <laughs> so I gave. Why? Well, Caleb and I gave the first one double eights. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if I liked this one better or not. Uh, I mean, I I think I did, but it's hard because I don't remember the first one that well because it came out in 2004, which was. 14, you know, years ago, but I mean, it was 14, it's not like I hadn't seen it in 14 years, but it was, I mean, gosh, this was, we're doing episode uh, 153, we did some bonus episodes in there, and uh, Incredibles 1 was uh, um, episode 63, so... Uh, it's been, uh, you know, with the bonus episodes, like 95 weeks since I've seen it, so mm-hmm. don't have the best memory of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the villain and no capes, that was the big rule, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I am going to say I did like this one better, just because I liked the um, the switch with uh, Mr. Incredible being the stay-at-home dad and uh, Elastigirl being the... Uh, you know the hero that they used, and uh, it made sense. Like it didn't, it didn't do it in a way where it was like, uh, what is it? Where it's like, uh, you know, cramming like, oh, women are just as good as men, cramming that message down your throat. Where it's like they did it in a way where it was like, no, this made sense. Elastigirl's more likable than them, so if they're gonna kick off this campaign, they need to use her. So I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't make a big deal out of it, which is which is nice. But I will give it an eight and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. So almost agree, but pretty close. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you mentioned about you know. I, I think that's also the reason why I give it a really high rating because for the same thing that you you mentioned, you mentioned about changing the fa- family dynamics. So it really gives a simplified. Um, perspective of how switching roles would look like. Like, normally the mom would be asked to stay at home. Right? But in this case, the dad was asked to stay at home. And what people don't realize is that be working at home, oh no, not working at home, staying at home to do the household work is work. It's really, really hard work. Right. And it and unfortunately, it's unpaid work until now. So and there's really big value in it, because at the end of the day, even if things are working well at work, if shit happens at home, (laughs) you will prioritize going home, whatever 
even if it's millions, you're going to lose outside, right? Like you're going to prioritize going home to fix whatever it is because that's how important it is, whatever the the issue is at home. So there, and it does work. Men can be great um, um, stay stay at home dads. So there. So I really like it. So it, it 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 looks. It gives a simplified version of how it how it looks like. It makes the messaging very easy to understand, and it also gives you know, the the reality. Uh, the, uh, it shows the reality of in terms of maturity, right? For for the kids, like how Violet behaved, even if she has the potential, the power. It requires proper parenting for her to be able to make decisions herself, depending on the maturity. I right? Feel so like, she, she, I feel like that mm-hmm. was a. I feel like that was a future warning that if I'm at work and you call, <laughs> better better come home. Well, you said that you said that mm-hmm. the homemaker is not paid until now. Is there some? Yeah. Sort of, is there some sort it's... of homemaker job that I'm not aware of that gets paid? No, t- technically, it's well. If you look at it in other countries, right? Um, it's in the we, we don't call it paid work, but in other countries like Canada or Europe, um, that's what you call maternity leave. It's just that, oh, maternity it, leave. Yes. Yes, it's just shorter for in the U.S. How long is maternity leave? Uh, it varies on the company. Um, I've heard. No, but what does as... the what does the the U.S. government require? What does the Department of Labor require? Mm, there's to be there's I... supposed to be a minimum requirement, right? Uh, I feel like the minimum. It's one of those things mm. where, and I might be wrong, but I feel like it's one of those things where no company abides by the minimum because but... they go after the maximum. Yeah, because it's like I think I feel like the minimum might be six weeks, but I'm not positive. But I feel like most companies are going to offer more than that because they know that other companies are going to be offering more than that, so they don't want to be the one company that's offering the least amount of maternity leave. So usually, from what I've, um, at least from friends, my friends' wives who have had children, it's eh, three to six months somewhere in there. Okay, I just googled it <laughs> for you know just to make sure we're not sharing fake news, right? I don't so it says heck. here, uh, yeah, U.S. Department of Labor paid parental leave. It's twelve working weeks for the U.S. Oh, twelve. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, so that's, that's better than work. six. Yeah, it's better than six. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So twelve weeks. That would be about three months. Um, yeah. Okay. That's for the mom, but for the dad, because I know uh, parental leave for fathers is different, right? So, I yeah, don't but... know about that. Some, um, I'm not positive. I won't say who I work for, but I'm pretty sure for men it is five weeks, but I'm not positive. Oh, it says here paternity leave is not mandated by law. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the case. I think my company gives five weeks. Five weeks. I'm and not that's positive. Um, okay, so that's an extra benefit. So to you listeners, fathers, right, look out for companies who give paternity leave as a requirement because it's not required by the law, but they're giving it as a benefit. So. Well, I will uh, yeah. have to find that out when the time comes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to find it out just to make sure we maximize. Because if you take a look at it, right, a 12 work weeks, that's how long? Three months? Yeah, yeah about three months, give or take. Yeah. If you Two take and a half, a look maybe. At it, yeah, so if the kid is three months, look at Jack-Jack, right? He, <laughs> you cannot, both parents, if, if you're only allowed three months to be at home to stay with the kid and you're both working. Who's going to stay with your baby? And they can't, you know, fend for themselves at three months old. So technically, uh, maternity leave or parental leave should be longer until such a time that uh, they're a little bit more dependent. Especially can, if your yes. baby can turn into a demon. But Yeah, I know. <laughs> with all those powers. So t- I think for some countries, I just Googled it now, Norway has 
46 days. Uh, 46 weeks. Oh, I'll say 46 days. That's not much. Uh, no, no, that's not 46 much. weeks. That's almost a year. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. And it's paid. I mean, it's probably just the minimum uh, wage, right, for for the parent. But still, that's still a good deal rather than you going back to work and then paying someone else to take care of your baby. Because, of course, um, the mother or the father taking care of their baby is better than anybody else taking care of them. So, yeah, that's, that's except, yeah. Except Edna. Yeah, I love Edna. <laughs> <laughs> and join us next week. Stay on Disney Plus. Don't go anywhere. We are doing Ant Man and the Wasp, and I will be joined by good friend Mike. So he's been talked about a lot as wanting to be on the podcast. We made it happen. Mm-hmm. It uh, it is happening. So there you go. That will be next week. But. Uh, that was that was again Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, thanks again to you, uh, Maurice Perez, for appearing on this episode. <laughs> Thank and, you for inviting me again. Excited, um, very happy, and excited to be in this show finally. Finally, yes, and we'll have a we'll have a few more down the line. We're gonna get a woman's perspective on a few episodes, but yeah, that will uh, that'll happen later. And we'll, we're mm-hmm. actually working on that uh, as we speak. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> That's all great because this leads into my end quote from the one Norni, wow, one and only Edna. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Done properly, parenting is a heroic act. Done properly. <laughs> This day and age To read any good news On the newspaper page Love and tradition Of the grand design Some people say It's even harder to find